Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody to a beautiful episode 180. We're talking here for third shift. Tonight, today, whatever you want to call it, I, Eric, the light bearer, the light bringer, whatever you want to call me, I'm here. And with me, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt, to bring you whatever Gearbox news we may have, which, spoiler alert, isn't much, but we're going to do it. We're going to make it work regardless, because that's what we've done for a long time here on Third Shift. That's true. That's true. But before we do all that, y'all know the rigmarole. We got to go through what the hell we did this week. And starting off, it's going to be Matt tonight. What did you do this week, Matt? First, I got to say, I like that it's a whatever kind of episode. It's a whatever you want to call it. It's a whatever you want to call me. It's a whatever Matt's got to right. do. It's a whatever a gearbox is. It's the whatever episode. It's a whatever That's episode. We We're just cruising through <laughs> 50 miles per hour. No stress, no pressure. I mean, that's pretty much true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as the week this week, it was a pretty heinous week for a variety of reasons, but went and saw a show called Basic Training at the Wharton Center on Friday. That's why you were streaming that night. And it was a really good, like, one-man show. And I want to say, like, I feel like I've seen a couple of other one-man shows, but I can't remember them. So it was really cool to see a one-man show for, like, the first time ever. And it was it was a really good story and a really good performance because this dude would like he would snap into all the different characters and he was like in that character. There was no there was no miss on his voice. There was no miss on the gestures. He was just bam. He was in him. He'd, he'd give like a little like shock, and then he was the drill instructor, or he was his his abusive dad, or he was his mom, or all this stuff. And it was it was really really good and really impressive and just. I don't know. It was just, it was funny. It was dramatic. It was musical. It was fun. It was fun. All these different aspects of it. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if he's like a big time guy, like touring cities with it. Cause I think he only had a couple shows here, but uh, basic training was awesome. If anybody's got a chance to go see it, should definitely go see it. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions in a really good way. And then another thing I did this week, over the weekend, I went and saw Jumanji, the next level. And you, you you all remember when I saw the first Jumanji and I was like, man, this is like one of the dumbest movies I've seen. And everyone in the crowd was going, I love this. This is the funniest. And I still had a good time with it. It wasn't like it was a bad movie or anything. But I had one of those moments. <laughs> it was a great moment. It was a glorious moment in the theater. And now I'll spoil I'll spoil the joke a little bit from Jumanji, the next level. So if you if you don't want a joke spoiled, turn the podcast off right oh now. Oh boy, here we go. Or or skip forward like five minutes. I don't know. Don't, yeah, don't turn the podcast off. We need you to listen. You should listen to us the whole time. But there's a part in Jumanji where two of the characters, two of the main characters are 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 posing as these two brothers that the bad guys are waiting for. And they're going up this elevator and the one guy's like, hmm so, which brother is which? Which one are you? And they're like, uh, how, what, uh, who, which one? Yeah, which brother is which? And they go, uh, hmm. He's like, Antonio or Faducus? Like, oh, yeah, I'm Antonio. Because they don't, they don't know the names. Anyway. Uh-huh. And like, oh, yeah, Antonio, the cleverest man in the world. And he's like, yeah, that's me. I'm super clever. And he turns and he goes, Faducus, the loyal eunuch. And I busted out laughing in the theater. I went, <laughs> and not a single person in the theater laughed. It was just me. And I went, oh, man, are you serious? And then they went, then the two characters looked at each other and they went, huh? Eunuch, like with baffled faces. And then the guy in the back went, oh, when you sacrificed your testicles to save the ba da ba And then everybody laughed. And I was oh, like, no, people. No. no. Did nobody watch Game of Thrones? Is nobody, has nobody been reading books? Regardless Does nobody Game know of history? Eunuch. It, it, it's a common word, man. It's understood. I know. I'm just saying, if you are a dumb American, you at least watch Game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. you don't remember Varys, because that he talked about that in like the second season. So you're just like, hey, what's a unit? What? A who? What is that? Some kind of like bird? Oh, man. That's the best. 
<laughs> but it made me it made me laugh and then be horrified and then laugh slightly harder when everyone else kind of like woke up to the joke and went oh, 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 oh he don't have no balls oh. I was just like you you jokers <laughs> you monkeys but other than that it was a good show it was you know it was on the same level as the first Jumanji so if you like that it's a fun show with uh I liked the Rock and Kevin Hart playing the they play the two older guys, you know, mm-hmm. in in their in their avatars. Uh, pretty good. Rock's New York accent was not very great, but it was it was amusing. He did a good job, and then uh, it just it was just a fun adventure, a fun goofy adventure. And if you like the first one, you like this one. I like the first one. I like this one, and I love Unix. They're great. It's, they make me sad. laugh. You got to see both the movies I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Jumanjis, but it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it was always. It's I want to see it, but never so important that I'm going to force myself to go see yeah. it. And so both of them have slipped through the cracks. And you know me. I don't watch movies at home. I don't watch anything mm-hmm. at home except for anime and video games, really. So yeah. I'm like, dang it. I should have seen them. I hear that they're stupid fun. You know, and like you said, hey, I'm up for some stupid fun. I'm down mm-hmm. with some stupid fun. I like Fast and Furious. So if I like Fast and Furious, you know dang well I'm going like this. When things get so stupid, it becomes hilarious, all right? Uh-huh. And I'm the type of guy, I'm going to be watching Sonic the Hedgehog day one in the theater. Oh, I'm going right? to see that. That looks day awesome. Day one. I cannot wait. Jim Carrey, the little blue man himself flying around. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be the best. Now, we'll say, I'm in the same boat with Jumanji if it was just like pay full price to the theater to go see it i probably wouldn't have even watched the first one but the first one came to the grand ledge theater where it was like what two bucks to go Mm -hmm. see it yeah i'll go see anything for two bucks and now i see movies for 50 cents so if i go see jumanji yep let's go bing then we're in and then i get to laugh and have a good time and that was it on the the weekly events front on the video game front stream death stranding on tuesday had a good time with that. Been pl- I, I played it a little bit off air just to, you know, farm up some metals, start building up some of the auto pavers, kind of get it, get it buffed up a little bit. I need to do a few more of those so I can actually finish the roads and then have a, a nice, just easy drive all across the country. But during that stream, I went I like tricked across mountains. I was hauling an antimatter bomb for God's sake. It was a wild adventure. I, f- I fought BTs in the snow. It was ridiculous. Ooh. Man. It was like real life, just these creepy people walking around in the snow. Jeez. Feels normal, feels natural. Not lately, yeah. but just as of today, we finally got the snow. So here we are. Mm. We're, we're back in the groove here in Michigan. That's right. Uh, elsewise, on the video game front, I think I did play a little bit of Dicey Dungeons over the weekend. But like I said before, I try and manage my time with that game so I don't play it all the time. It's like, oh, I'll play it once a week, and I'll play it for four hours. And it's just, I love that game so much. It's so cool. I've almost got the last character unlocked, and then I can go through the the episodes, the harder versions of each character class's path with all the modifiers and stuff and get my ass just totally wrecked. But, I, God, I love that game. It's so much fun. Even when I get bad rolls, it's fun. And then another thing that's surprisingly fun and kicks my butt, hey, just like a roguelike usually does, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Went and picked that up, and it is awesome i'm enjoying it i'm digging it now is it gonna you know replace like p90x for some super hardcore fitness routine no but it's a good way to get a sweat on it doesn't let you like i mean i'm sure there is a way to like cheat if you really really tried hard to like manipulate both of the things you can't screw around with it it makes you exercise to go through the little adventure mode you have to exercise and in you have to exercise to get to places where you fight monsters in the monster battles you have to exercise and man, I'm I'm busting out in flop sweats for the first time in like two years. It's great. I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm digging it. My legs are always sore, or my upper body sore, or my core is sore, or whatever it is. I'm drenched in sweat afterwards. It feels good. It's a lot of fun, and you know the peripherals are good. It's just a you know if you're if you're looking for an RPG experience, as you're a hardcore gamer, you're not gonna get that. But it's good enough to keep me sweating and busting my ass every every day. So it's great. I'm enjoying it. Now, it's so great and so awesome. It's funny because Matt come, come around and he goes, hey, look what I did. Look what I got. And I went, you son of a gun. 
I was actually thinking about getting this. I thought it'd be cool for me and the wife to compete with one another and have some fun with, mm-hmm. you know, light exercise just a couple days a week, you know, and then also do the real deal down in the basement where we got all the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So with him getting it, it motivated me to actually go get it. And then, uh, you know, I haven't got to touch it yet, but that's for reasons I'll tell you about in a minute once mm-hmm. Matt's all finished. But then, of course, our buddy Howard also saw that Matt got it, and then he saw that I uh-huh. got it, and all of a sudden, he got it. And then so <laughs> we're a whole crew just rocking out this whole Switch game, getting on our little exercise, having a little adventure. Hopefully, it turns out really well and a lot of fun for everybody. And I know there's, you know, hardcore modes, etc., so you can get mm-hmm. some more sweat on. We'll see where it goes. And I will say I'm amazed that this is the thing that we all jumped on. Like for for years we'd be like, yeah, everyone's gonna get a switch. And then like you got yours and Howard got his, and I was like, I ain't gonna switch. Uh. And then it was Marvel versus Mar- the, Marvel. It was Marvel, yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like yeah, you got it and you got it. And I was like, I ain't getting it. And then we talked about this. We talked about that. And maybe this and maybe that. And then boom, it's this. This is the thing. And it makes sense because we were workout buddies for a long time. But it's just. I don't know. It just seems odd. Hey, here's a here's a ring thing and a leg strap. And mm-hmm. That's the thing that we're all going to actually get on and actually do. Play. Yep. And it's something we can't do at work at, at when we have together, time to see each out. other with the portable device, which was the whole purpose of everything. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, we literally could. We could go up in the gym and strap it on, and everybody put your put yours up in a kickstand. I mean, it is possible, but. Hey, if anybody had any doubts or anybody was like, oh, man, they're all going to laugh at me. It's going to be some silly little hootie-hoo thing. No, it's good. I'm digging it. I'm having a, I'm having a ball with it, and it makes me sore. It makes me sweat. What's better than that? I mean, death stranding doesn't make me sweat except for, like, stress sweat when there's BTs in the snow, and I don't like it. But that was it for my week. And you know what? It was a good week. Screw that. I had fun. Look at all the stuff I did that was cool. Exactly. How about your week, Eric? Oh, my week was fantastic, actually. So the weekend came about. It was Super Bowl weekend. I got to watch Super Bowl, all the ads, all the ridiculousness. The Kansas City Chiefs were playing against San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers. It was a pretty decent game. It was pretty close for a while there, going back and forth. And the Chiefs mm-hmm. obviously took over and you know smashed out the rest of the game. Which, which I loved. Not to interrupt too bad, but... I was watching it and I'm like, oh, they kept failing on drives and 49ers started piling up the points a little bit. And I was like, oh, well, I got to go to bed. It's a shame the Chiefs aren't going to win. Wake up. Oh, they scored 21 unanswered points and won. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. Uh huh. So I got to say, the commercials overall were only mediocre. There was a couple shiners, but for the most part, mm-hmm. kind of dull as usual. Uh, well, I should say, as usual, the past couple years, I feel like the the commercials yeah. have been losing their luster, losing that uh, pizzazz that they once had. I think it might just be part of the culture these days. you got to be careful with what you're doing, so everybody's cautious. And I feel like a lot of them are like, hey, look, this celebrity is in the ad. And I'm like, I don't care about celebrities. Yeah, exactly. Or like, what's this luxury car brand I'll never afford? Eh, who cares? Like, a lot of people were pretty pumped about the Wonder Woman ad, but it was, I don't know, it was really dull and boring I, but a lot of people even at my little little party were like oh here it is wonder woman yeah woo and i'm like she didn't do anything it was just like i'm wonder woman this is so neat Pa-ching. i didn't and even see that a one. product and i was like well that's okay whatever i guess cool a lot of commercials just didn't hit the spot i'd say the jason mm-hmm. momoa one was probably the highlight of all the like stars slash you know tie-ins yeah, for, for famous people yeah mm-hmm. Because him coming in and ripping off the arms and then the chest, and then especially the hair and becoming Eric, you know. Woo, man. Yeah, that was good stuff. I was going to say you wish you were that skinny, but I'm being nice Dang, today. Come on. You're going to hit me where it counts, man. No, no. The whole ring you just told me you, out, you outgrew your... your hey, not outgrew. It gets shrunk in the laundry, man. It's shrunk That's in the laundry. That's what they all say, Eric. Oh, my God. Open on uh, air, you're gonna be this rude. I can't even. I can't just, even fathom. It's I can't too funny. Fathom. Come on, now. hey, it's God. a bit, man. It's a bit. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Anyways, oh so, man, hey, come on. Oh yeah, it's all right. You're all right. You're forgiven for this time. Now, okay, I'll be nice with the Super Bowl. Lots of good foods. Lots of good times were had. I also that's the day I bought the Ring Fit Adventure, as I oh, already yeah. told the story about. That was great. Then the wife goes, hey, we should get ourselves the PlayStation VR. And I went, 
what? And she goes, yeah, we need to pull the trigger on this. I want it. It'll be my birthday and Christmas present. And I went, okay. And then it happened, everybody. I went to the store and I bought the PlayStation VR bundle with all the the move controllers, the camera, the, the headset, a couple of games. Bought a couple extra games on top of it. The poor man who swore he was never going to know what any of this was about. <laughs> I feel I feel like you've been putting something in in your lady's water in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, here's some coffee, baby, with some drops of mind-altering substances. Well, I do make her says, a Coco Carmella every day. Because <laughs> the woman who said, never spend a dollar, never spend a dime, has now been like, oh, get us a giant cappuccino machine. Get us a VR experience with 18 games. <laughs> oh, hey, get yourself a brand new Hot Rod Roadster car. It's going to be a great day. Now, you don't realize, Matt, because we don't hang out in person that much anymore. True. But I have a knack for poking and prodding so much, so often, over years and years and time and time That's again, true. that I make people do what I want them to do eventually. You made me do this podcast. Exactly. It just takes time. <laughs> but the longer you're away from me, the less influence I have, obviously. Yeah. But she's my wife, so she's here every day whether she wants she to be or not. Now, her armor is thick and, and very, very tough. It took a long time, but I've broken through, and now she's spending money. <laughs> she's like a monster hunter monster, and you're just climbing on her. Babe, babe, we should get this cool thing. Hey. Years and years of just <laughs> picking at it, and we got there. We got there, folks. Don't say it. Eric can do anything, all right? just takes time. So I have... The PlayStation VR now. We've played Beat Saber. We've played Astrobot. We've played Moss. We've played, uh, well, I, I mean, we played, we played, uh, we got Blood and Truth and we got the new one that was oh, nice. free on PlayStation yeah. VR just this month. Uh, I'm full metal something. I don't remember what it's called. I don't whatever. Either. Doesn't I, matter. I ignored it because I'll never play it. Because you'll never Sheesh. get it and you'll never play it. But I will and I have it now, which is fantastic. So we got all sorts of cool VR stuff. It's definitely one of those things. Where I always liked it. You guys have heard me a million times say it's interesting. I mm-hmm. thought about getting it. I wanted to get it. It was just out of the out of the realm of realistic. But now we've got it, and now we get to put it on and play it. Man, it's so awesome! You know, you, nice. you see you see people playing it. You see those graphics, and they're old, and they're kind of you know polygons and kind of. Eh. But when you're mm-hmm. in that world and doing it, it's just a whole different level of cool. So yeah. nothing but fun. Nothing about a great time. We've been having a blast with it. The kids are obsessed with it. The wife's been having a lot of fun with it. Cool. We got to share the PlayStation 4 because the PlayStation 5 is right on the horizon, so we're not going to like buy another PlayStation 4 right now. So that's mm-hmm. the only downside of it all. But beyond that, been having a great time with that, which, of course, means in theory, if I could find a way to get a hold of the play, uh, Borderlands 2 VR, mm-hmm. that would be a really cool thing to play through again. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll see if I can finagle that somehow. So that's what uh, what's been going on, and beyond all that, I want to say there was something else I did, but it must not have been too important. Oh, I'll just briefly mention, I've been all over the board, human beings, all right? I've been playing Monster Hunter Iceborne, having a great time with that. I've been playing Borderlands 3, because guess what? I'm going for the freaking Platinum. I'm like nice. four trophies away, and I'm like, Eric, you're an idiot. Why don't you just finish this and get the Platinum? Mm-hmm. So I'm going for that, but I'm pissed off because Promethea apparently has a spot I haven't explored, but I went through every single map, and every single map mm-hmm. is a nice, beautiful blue. There's not a hing- single spot that's grayed out. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea where this tiny nook or sensor is that I apparently didn't trigger, even though the entire map is blue. And now the only thing I can think of is that one of the trials or something counts as the Promethea unlock. So I have to go find the trial or whatever it is, go onto its map, and that technically counts as a Promethea spot or location, and that pops it. That's the only thing I can think of. The only other thing I can think is the whole map's blue, but is the completion percentage at 100%? No, it's not. Huh. Maybe it's like some upper or lower level that's not fully fleshed out on the I mean, I could have swore I looked and checked, but... Obviously, it's got to be something because it's not a hundred percent. It isn't. Yeah. It hasn't unlocked, and it's still not there. So there's something I'm missing. So that's aggravating because I'm just mm-hmm. I'm confused. I'm lost, and I'm gonna get it because I'm just too close not to. But right. 
it's like, what, you know, where the hell do I go? What, I don't even understand what I could. I'm going to have to like comb the map. Mm-hmm. And that's tons of time. So it's frustrating a little bit, you know, going, okay, I got to comb the map now to get the unlock. Hey, that's that perfect podcast time, man. When you that's get true. Uh, NVC and uh, GameScoop hooked up on the same day, mm-hmm. don't listen to them at work and just go home and pop them in and go up and down that map, listen to whatever. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that. I've been playing Firehouse. Firehouse. Firehouse, three emblems. Firehouse subs. <laughs> Build your own sub. It's like burger time. Oh, my goodness. Fire emblem, three houses. I've been playing ukulele. I've been all over the place playing all these games. I started up Bioshock because we got that one. Played a little bit of uh, Doom. Played a little bit, of, which I only touched Doom for, what, was 30, 40 minutes when I streamed for a little bit there. Yeah. Because I want to make sure I just stream that one because I've already gone through myself, but I want to do that for the stream so I can do Doom Eternal as well. So mm-hmm. all sorts of fun stuff. I mean, for me, it's been a pretty dang good week. Been real busy. And on top of that, I went to the Kalamazoo Air Zoo, which has oh, yeah, yeah. freaking planes from all the different generations all over the place. That place, I was worried. I thought, you know, it was kind of be, you know, eh, kind of a low end budget kind of thing. No, mm-hmm. they've got the real deal. Everything yeah. there. Fantastic. Like, Actual planes that have been donated to them. They've got all the different Marines, jets, and uh, helicopters there. They've Mm -hmm. got the only one in the entire world, the Blackbird two-seater, is there at the Kalamazoo Air Zoo. It's the only one in the entire world, period. And they've got it. So I got to look at that. You know, they got cockpit times with it and stuff. So we're Mm -hmm. doing all sorts of cool stuff. They've got moon rocks from, of course, uh, uh, the moon, well, moon rocks, you guys. Geez, oh <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I, I, knew, was, I knew it was going to happen. I, I, but I was like, maybe it. he's going to say, like, what are the Apollo missions? I'm like, no. he's going to say moon rocks for the moon. And no. he did it. it. It was from the Apollo mission, the Apollo 15 or 17. I can't remember which, but whatever. One of the, yeah, one yeah. of them. One of those two. But anywho, the daughter was super ecstatic <laughs> about that because that's what she wanted to see. So she oh, got cool. to see that, and there's all, co- you know, just all the cool little things you get to do where, like, if you're in space, this is what it feels like, and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then they got to get and sit inside of a Blue Angel, a little, uh, they took a cockpit and just cut it out so you could jump yeah. in, and it had all the instruments still there, and you could click all the buttons and do all the throttles, and so my youngest was in there just going to town, acting like she was on a, you know, adventure and flying around. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. I'd still say they're a little too young to appreciate the whole thing because a lot of it was educational, you know, reading about the history of it and why it existed and what it did. And they weren't all about that, but they did love seeing all the planes and seeing the choppers Mm -hmm. and seeing the space stuff. And, of course, riding the little cool carnival rides and ferrisols and things like that that existed. Overall, Mm -hmm. a great time to be had. That's something I definitely need to go do because I I told you off air, I've seen the billboards, you know, when you're going out to – to Grand Rapids over there. It's like, oh, stop by the air zoo. I'm like, man, that's always a good time. And the the airplane museum I went to when I was down in Phoenix last year over the winter was awesome. I don't know. I'm not like a plane geek, but I feel like the older I get, the cooler it is to see these, especially like the older stuff, you know, the older fighter jets and bombers and things. Just seeing them and the giant scope of them, just it's so cool walking around in, inside these old planes getting in the little cockpit cutouts and stuff. I love that stuff. So I'm going to have to check that out. I was going to say, you're going to definitely want to go because they have all that. Plus they have, like I said, all the information behind it. So you get to see all the wonderful exhibits and everything involved with it. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. I I 100% underestimated what it was going to be. And yeah. when I went there, it was completely awesome and great and fun. It was high class. Very unique, awesome building it was in. Cool mur- murals and stuff like that all over the place. Nice. It was awesome. We're definitely going to go again, but we'll wait till the girls are old enough to where they're curious about history and, you know, mm-hmm. science, things like that. I mean, Elaine, our, one of our, our oldest is getting there, but she's not there quite enough to where she understands what the heck all that means. So She's not going to stand there and read a giant placard. No, I, I tried to read that to them, but mm-hmm. about three sentences in, they just went running off and... Didn't care at yeah. all. So I was like, well. I just want to see the colors. And yeah, they just want to see that, the colors. Daddy? Exactly. That's the Blue Angels thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get their interest because, you know, of course, I've been on some of the boats that they were showing. And mm-hmm. I've done. I've been on some of the choppers that they showed. And I was trying to get them interested because I have real stories about it. Even mm-hmm. that wasn't getting them, though. So we'll get man, there someday. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Other than that, like you said, just a little bit older. <laughs> exactly, a little bit older, and we'll get there. But that was it for me. It was a great week, great time. As you see, we both had wonderful weeks, which consumed mm-hmm. a lot of the podcast. Look at that. Look what we do, man. <laughs> <laughs> when we got no news, guess what? We got personal news. Yeehaw. So that was us individually this week. Hey, another thing we can talk about. As a team this week, we did IG2G episode 71. We had a great old conversation. Hey, man, games of the decade. Anytime I get to talk about Catherine on a podcast, it's my favorite podcast. Also, Civilization Five. Oh, Jesus. I can still picture it. I pictured it. But Monday when we recorded it, now I'm like, yeah, that was great. You're right, it was great. <laughs> Some of the best, the best games of the decade. What do you want? What do you think? <laughs> I was Gollum for six months, just focused on gotta go, gotta get through this work day and go home, and play some Civ. Gotta play some Civ. Every second, I was like, man, I gonna what tech am I gonna research next? Oh God, those, those Ottomans just coming up on my flank. I don't like it. Oh man. So oh, good. I miss you're an insane person. You're an insane person. <laughs> I am. But hey, look at those were great games. That was a fantastic topic. And on top of it, as I stated in the IG2G in the release section, there's a game I I had no idea existed. Mm-hmm. No idea existed. Thought it was complete trash. Checked it out. Found out it was actually fantastic <laughs> and amazing. And then I even continued to research it after I, the air. You know, the episode aired, and I love it even more. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's just going to be so much fun with some friends to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do I get my hands on this bad boy? So if you want to know what that is, you need to tune in. And it might have something to do with a Z-O-M-B-I-E. And that's all I'll tell you. Go check it out. Well, see, and hey, I'll tease one of my releases because I should have named it one of my games of the decade. Because it's a game that's come out in bits and pieces over like the majority of this last decade. Hooray, and now it's here. If you want to know more about that... Check out IG2G. It was a grand old time. And speaking of grand old times, <coughs> you know it's my favorite part of the show because I get to say, we got shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands 3 and Borderlands at the pre-sequel, so hit up the Twitter, the Red, the forums, the Instagram, hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot. Ooh, yes, indeed. You got to get that free loot. Always getting them golden keys that I never spend, even though they've increased the drop rates of those red chests, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that means they've increased the golden chest, too. I I have no idea, but I haven't spent her a golden key to find out because, you know me, I like to get them and hoard them until the game's no longer relevant in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> and you know me, hey, once that chest burns me once, I don't touch it for like six more months. It burned me once <laughs> when I was first playing through. I didn't touch it until recently, and it burned me again. Why do I keep putting my hand on the hot stove of the golden key chest? That's right. Like never it. touch it. Never touch it, Matt. Gosh, bless. And speaking of never touching things, there's a rumor, everybody, going around right now. And I don't know the validity of this, but I'm going to say it because I've yep. seen it on a couple things. Mm-hmm. There is a rumor. And if this if this pans out, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing cartwheels across, uh-huh. the, across the room, across mm-hmm. the road until I get hit by a semi-truck and end up in heaven where I'll be anyway if this game comes to fruition, and that is supposedly <laughs> Telltale's working on a Tales of the Borderlands Part 2. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if that's the truth, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to hear if this is actually real or some kind of falsehood that someone is just messing with me, and I don't appreciate it. Now, I'll preface this by saying, and what do I always say? Matt always says, interesting if true. Because mm-hmm. it was, I saw it too, just before we got on the show, posted by Games Radar from some Reddit tweet that, so I don't know, Reddit, Reddit post? Some, yeah, Reddit post? Reddit post or something who's a, usually a pretty legitimate source, hence why they actually posted it. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, you know what I mean? But, but when I see someone say, this guy's a legitimate dude, and I click through and I see a Reddit post that's not that's all formatted weird and has weird run-on sentences, I go, that's not legitimate, but that's the internet for you these mm-hmm. days. So I will say, interesting if true. And man, if true, I'm going to be doing those cartwheels right along with you. Ring Fit Adventure is going to be like, no, cartwheels aren't what you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, nope, that's all I can do today. That's all we're woo, doing. Woo, woo, woo. Exactly. Because, of course, with Borderlands 3, you got to see some of those characters, but there's still huge holes in mm-hmm. what happened to Fiona, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I want to know. I need to know where Gordius is and everybody else. 
I want to know where Sasha is. What's Sasha yeah. doing? What's Sasha doing, for God's sakes? Oh, hey. No, wait. No, I... Who cares about Sasha? Where's uh, Lodabot? Lodabot. Where Where's Lodabot, Lodabot, Lodabot at? He Where's would be man? here. He'd be handling business. Something mm-hmm. tragic must have happened, or something extremely important, in which case Lodabot's gone handling business. I was going to say, Lodabot is like opening up a Varelsi portal and trying to get some Battleborn people in to help. That's the ultimate crossover. There, I just predicted it. Boom. We need it. That's how you, you know, do there's, it. Well, there's those weird, crazy, uh, you know, square devices, et cetera, et cetera, on Necrotophea and stuff. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like some kind of portals that they're going to figure out. And, oh, yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. Just sounds cool. I hope mm-hmm. it comes true. But, of course, it's all hearsay. At this point in time, I just want to let you guys know it is out there floating around. So if you're excited and you loved Tales from the Borderlands Part 1, hey, maybe you might want to pay attention. And I will say, even if even if this does turn out to be a true Reddit post, in the post they were like, yeah, they're working on it, but still years away, which I feel like is the most, this is the best way to leak something. Oh, hey, I'm totally leaking that something exists. Maybe a lot later. Oh, come on, guy. But even if it does come true, he says it's a few years out, so temper your expectations regardless. But just just get geeked like us. It's fun. It's fun to be hyped for something for a little minute. Exactly. Occasionally it's fun just to let the excitement get you and have a have a good time with it. Because in games, especially recently, it seems like everything just takes years and years and years and years. So even when you hear mm. about something, it's not coming for forever. But, you know, you just got to forget about that once in a while. That's true. Hey, but something you can't forget about is those big old giant bushfires they had out in Australia. That was, I mean, that was the big, big news for the last, for a few weeks ago, and then other news took over. It's a whole vicious cycle. You guys know how it is. But if you want to help out and help raise funds for the, the people affected by the Australian fires, 2K and Bethesda will be streaming Skyrim on the 15th of February at 10 a.m. Oh, man. Australian Eastern Daylight Time? I don't even know what that is. I don't have Google. I can't figure that out. But if you can figure it out, go to the Borderlands and Bethesda Twitch channels. They're going to be doing a big old live stream of Skyrim, taking donations, all to help out victims of those horrible fires. And, I mean, if you saw the footage, it's crazy. Like, you know, you you see the animal stuff too, but, like, people were, like, forced out to the coasts and getting picked up in boats. It It was wild. It was nuts. So... Open up your pocketbooks and help help some people out. It was definitely something I didn't expect. You know, when it first got going, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we've seen California on fire about a billion times. Right. And, of course, that's tragic as it is, mm-hmm. but that's kind of where my scope ended. You know, I was like, okay, there's going to be a portion, a chunk here. And they're like, yeah, hey, A rich person's it, house it, is going to burn down. Mm-hmm. Here's Australia. And I was like, fire everywhere. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, man, wow. Australia is literally on fire. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, geez, oh, beats. So definitely it's awesome that they're uh, banding together to do some stuff to help out and to, you know, donate what they can. And as Matt mm-hmm. already said, if you got a buck or two and you got somewhere to throw it, throw it that way because there's a ton of homes, a ton of animals, a ton of everything that could use a hand at this point in time. Oh, yeah. How about your fellow man? That's right. Don't be evil like Matt. Okay? Come on, man. Look, I don't have the money right now. Uh, hey, you know what? Go I got to start scrimping and saving, go, man. Go sell the blood. Go sell your eyes and your kidney. Figure it out. I mean, you I was need... looking at that CSL plasma today. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. how do I do that? Oh, I'm telling you. Put on a prepaid card, huh? Hmm, what can I use? Can I transfer that to real money? Or, hmm, okay. Rich people can't pay do, good can't money do for an eyeball. So you only need one eye technically. Debt perception ain't that great. I gotta wait till I get older, though. Okay. Because they're they're still real good. I gotta wait till everybody's blind. True that. True that. Understandable. I feel like it's just getting worse. You know. Okay. That's the time. That's a tangent. We can't go off on the tangent. Exactly. Too much. Well, you know. But it's you're talking about being blind. And speaking of being blind, I was looking all (laughs) over the place and I couldn't see no patch notes for today. All right, Matt. I looked high and wide with my blind eye and I didn't see them. And that's because they never came. There are no patch notes for Borderlands today because Borderlands Gearbox said, hey, everybody, we're focusing on the future DLCs, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to go ahead and skip patching all sorts of crap for right now. 
And we're going to have a lot more information for you on the Borderlands show, February 11th, which we talked about last week to you guys. And then, of course, we kind of speculated on what we expect to see from said show. And look, lo and behold, we were right. They're going to be talking about the upcoming holiday, which I imagine will be what we mm-hmm. said, the Valentine slash St. Patty's Day extravaganza. Yep. And then they said, we also want to discuss what uh, our patches, DLC, etc., how we intend to carry Borderlands 3 going forward. Because, mm-hmm. hey, look, here's the truth. They've been kind of uh, dropping off the co-op show. The Borderlands show obviously disappeared for the whole month. We haven't really seen too much happening in the Borderlands universe. And it's mm-hmm. kind of weird to say that because, of course, we got Malawan Takedown. We did have the Halloween event. But they told us, they said, hey, we want to make this game active, a live environment. I won't say games as a service because they weren't going for that. They didn't want to do all the microtransactions and things like that. Right. But they definitely were promising the raids and then the the upscaled, you know, the level caps going up and maybe some extra skill sets coming in that you could utilize and change your characters up. They made it sound like it was going to be a living environment. Mm-hmm. But thus far, it really hasn't been. And especially this month, everything's kind of fallen off a bit. It's kind of gone quiet. And they're like, hey, here, mm-hmm. you know, here's the game. Have fun with it. Which, it's a fantastic game. Obviously, yeah. we wouldn't be covering it if it wasn't. But I was gonna say it was it was a fantastic game. They did give us a raid to do, and we got a DLC inside of the first, you know, five months here. So it's not like we've been having getting no content and you know all the hot fixes they did too. But it feels like maybe we're a little too close to it in that we bust through uh, it to talk about it on the show. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe it's just from our perspective. But I feel like it, it drops. It's great, and I run through it. But then there's not more to feed. So maybe that's what's also helping out this this feeling of like, hey, it's slowed down a lot. Where's the stuff? Yeah. I just feel like overall, I and it might be my own fault. Honestly, yeah. I, I can't say I should blame Gearbox, but I feel like in the months leading up to the release, they made it sound like it was going to be, like I said, a living, breathing community. It was going to be something that was alive, events taking place, DLCs popping you know, raids coming in, that kind of thing. And I don't know if I've seen it to the extent of which I thought it would be. To be fair, though, any game that comes out, it's like, yeah, we're going to have raids, we're going to have cool endgame stuff. They always have a dip mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we really thought every, this would take people a lot longer. But then they everyone speed runs Speeds it like we it did, essentially. It and then it's over. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm going to have faith that just like stuff like the division stuff like uh I don't even know what else cuz that's the only other looter shooter I've really played mm-hmm. or you know any of those MMOs I feel like I I'm going to have faith and be optimistic and say they're going to come back with a big swing and say okay well everyone steamrolled that stuff well we're going to accelerate our plans for you know the different raids the the randomizer raids any kind of cool thing like that you know, I agree with that, and I think they are going to come back with some really cool stuff. I, I don't doubt it. They always do. Yeah, yeah. Gearbox always has some cool stuff. But I feel like something's got to change up a little bit, you know. And, of course, I'm a big Destiny guy. I've played Destiny 1 2 for years and years and years. And Destiny has its own set of issues that irritate me. But something they do have, and something that World of Warcraft also has, is like a dedicated loot pool to an event. And I don't yeah. feel like Borderlands really has that. Borderlands is just, hey, you know, everything drops cool loot and you can get legendaries everywhere, which I have been, which is awesome, and I enjoy mm-hmm. that. But, of course, after farming and going nuts here for the last few weeks, I've gotten so many legendaries and so many pieces of loot that I can't even possibly use them all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the man mix the maximum, you know, oh, i got to get the best piece with the maximum rolls, mid-max yeah. guy. I'm not that guy. As long as I get a decent one, I'm like, hey, cool, there it is. I got the anointed version of this. I'm popping it in. I'm rolling out. I'm happy. Uh-huh. So it's like, well, all right, at that point, what do I do? There's nothing to do. I've gotten all the things. I've played through a couple characters. I, you know, Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and platinum it. But there's no event. There's no raid or big end game thing that, hey, if you achieve this, this particular boss only has this thing he can drop or she can drop or it can drop that is a, a, a peak item, you know, something that you have to have if you're going to be the 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 man or woman 
in said raid or said game. Now, in their defense, I will say, I, I feel like they're not that kind of company because they don't want to be that exclusive with things. Like, I, I mean, I see people in the comment sections on their tweets who are like, oh, I ran 36 runs of this and I only got six cutsmans. I need more. I need more than that. I need everything. I need everything to drop everywhere all the time in mass quantities. So I think even even if you are even if you're not that guy, I think they like having you know throwing the legendaries in and not having it be so you know exclusive. Something if you if you're good enough, you can get an unkempt herald. Mm-hmm. Versus because that for for the casual players, for someone like me, I'm never going to get it. But but then the see the other thing I was thinking about while you were talking was if they do something like that, it'll have to be something so like God tier amazing that it's going to break any other legendaries or things that they're dropping later on in the game. But that's perfectly fine. And here, let me let me tell you about this. See, it breaks into what we've talked about before. You got to make an event that's unique and crazy and requires more than just hey i've got a min max gun here and i shoot everything into space and i win you've got to make an event that requires jumping skills puzzle solving skills Mm. fighting skills put it all together this is what raids are and they said malawan takedown isn't what they consider a raid it's kind of like a raid light event so i'm hoping they actually do have a real raid like event coming someday where you have to put all the skills to the test you got to go on some friends. You got to solve puzzles, shoot things. You've got to figure things out, jump from platform to platform successfully. All those things. And that's how you get this really, really nice few pieces of loot that only this event can drop because then that gets you farming all the regular crap over and over for that min max roll to get in there and successfully complete this event. Because right now the game has a problem of what's the point? If I get a decent roll of all these different guns and et cetera, you know, grenades and mods, what's after that, what's the point? If I'm going through, you know, Mayhem 4 and smoking stuff and having a good time, mm-hmm. that's it. Game's over. I'm done. But if you yeah, have sure. an event that is for the top tier and you want to participate, that gives you the incentive to look for the min-max rolls, so you will farm said lower-end bosses over and over to get the best roll you can get for the build you're looking for to get into that event. Go have a great time, and not only just have a great time, but use your skills, use your friends in in a social way to really feel connected. And it'll become your typical, I wouldn't say typical, but just your 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 destiny slash World of Warcraft slash MMO experience, and that hey every night every Friday night guys we're getting on over the week work on trying to find yourself you're you know you're looking for the uh, the storm grenade the max the max roll so make sure you're farming such and such to get that sucker so Friday we got a better chance at doing this because you know we're gonna need it when we get to this point da 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 that's kind of kind of thing it sounds great to me. See, now you're now you're making me turn the corner because that does sound great. I think the one thing you'd have to do then is introduce a new rarity for those guns. Exactly. That's, on, that's only those guns. That's got to be only those though. You can't find them anywhere else. You can't uh-huh. find any low low tier ones. Nope. It's got to be just like only through the raid tiers will you get mm. the pearlescent type you know weapons yeah. or mods or grenades or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. I almost want to say they've got to be like unique enough that taking them back into the regular game they won't be well i guess they could be ridiculous powerful because who cares it's a pve who cares? game it's it a pve matter. game exactly but they cares because they've made the patches before and i think that's that's where you but that's get when into all it. you gotta do is you enter you introduce like a pearlescent mode and in a pearlescent mode it doesn't drop pearlescent weapons or mods or anything but it drops a way higher chance of max roll legendary stuff when it drops. So therefore, if you're into the pearlescent world and getting that raid completed, the more of those pieces you acquire, the better chance you get of getting max roll anointeds from Mayhem 4s and the pearlescent mode, etc., etc. Not the like Mayhem 4s, but pearlescent. I feel like you could either do it that way or you could do pearlescent mode where everyone everything is scaled so ridiculous. Once you have a few raids down and a few pieces you can get... You know, a, a shoddy, a, a, you know, a whole deck of gear that you could get with pearlescent. That could be your mayhem five or whatever, where everything is just stupid high. But you could only do it 
if you've got all this gear. And then you could, you know, if it comes with a DLC, you could have an extra trophy, boom, pearlescent master or whatever. I, I, feel, I feel like that because otherwise you're taking, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Ah. Well, for the average scrub though, man, because you're not, you don't care. So the, in the average scrub doesn't care either. The average scrub is going to be fine doing mayhem two, three, or four with their regular legendary or annoying legendary items. This is for the people who want to keep playing this game, who really want to actually be awesome at this game. Mm-hmm. That's where this this world comes in. That's where these high end raids come in. That's how it's always been. Yeah, true. only. You know, World of Warcraft has published its stats for years and years, and like the top end raiders, it's like a one to five percent ever. Yeah, That's all it's ever been forever. That's but they've they've made this content, spent months and months creating content for the one to five percent. I think Borderlands honestly needs to do the same because at this point, all the all the good players they've already gotten max rolls of. Pretty much everything. The only reason you see some of these people stay on board is because it makes them money while streaming and all that good stuff. And obviously they love Gearbox, don't get me wrong, but you know, mm. that's the truth of it. They're they're the known Borland streamers, so they keep streaming Borlands because that's where yeah. their viewers are and that's what happens. But there's no real new content. There's nothing that's like everyone's coming, oh man, how do I, am I going to pick up a, a tip on how to get this raid completed? And then the excitement of seeing, you know, the streamers or whoever get like, whoa, you just got the pearlescent uh, harbinger. Oh my God, that's crazy. I'll never get that. But it's amazing. I got to see you kill the boss and get it and then use it. It's awesome. Something you can aspire to, or just be happy you got to saw, got to see someone do that isn't you, that kind mm. of thing. I think that's where they got to go, and I'm hoping, hoping against hope, Matt, that when the February 11th thing comes out, we not only hear about the you know holiday event, which I'm super stoked about because I've said I mm. love those, but I hope we hear something about a real raid coming with the next DLC or something. Now, since I'm not a one to five percenter, I'm hoping for more casual stuff. I want more holiday stuff. I want my DLCs fast. I want my skills up. I want all the I want all the stuff you would give to the ninety five percenters. Because that's I, I feel like I, I I'm always not concerned because I mean these guys are smart and they make games and they're good at making games. But I always feel concerned when people say, "Man, you should really skew to that one to five percent," because that's not a lot of people. And like you said, it does keep them driving. It keeps them grinding. It keeps them eating away at the game. It keeps them, it keeps people who can't do it engaged. But for people who don't like to watch it and, and don't do it, it's like nothing. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I always, I, I'm always, I'm always terrified when I hear it's, stuff like that. So I don't want to be like, yeah, hundred percent. We got to do it. But science has already proven that it's the one, the 5% that keeps a game alive. The casuals nobody cares about because, like you, they just me, they though. drop off. Look at Borderlands Three sold a bajillion copies, did mm. extremely well. Nobody plays and nobody watches right now because casual players don't stick around. They play it, they have a great time, they move on to the next game. They'll come back for a DLC mm-hmm. for five to seven days and then they're gone again. It's the one to five percent. That you've got to cater to because they're the ones who will play your game over and over and over and over again and keep it alive until the little nuggets of common content, which gets the casual to come back and play for a week or two and get all excited and have fun with. It's been proven over and over with every dang game. Look at Destiny's history. They tried to cater God, to the. I'm not going to look at Destiny. I'm sick they tried, of Destiny. Stop they, talking about Destiny. But it's a perfect case. They tried to cater. To the common audience, a complete failure. They almost flopped. And then they went back to having the hardcore raids and all the little tidbits that you can only get if you were really trying and had your group of players with you. And all of a sudden, they went back up and everything went back to fine. And it worked. And that's because common players, you you cannot depend on them. Casuals are great for sales initially, but they're terrible to keeping the game alive. I feel like we've well we've talked about this before too. Things oh, that, that that would keep me engaged. I feel like that's a lot of stuff for the common people. Holiday DLCs, enemy randomizer, like the the weekly events they were doing. Those are great for that. Those are great just, for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they need a, a balance of both. More of mm. both would be more awesome. of both Ca- would be a fantastic. 
cater to those hardcores, drop the cool raids, but then also every week or so flip that switch. Hey, it's crazy Iridium week again. Oh, hey, it's it's you know the crazy boss drops week. It's rare spawn week. Like I mean, I I said it earlier. I said it in our Discord, which you should all join the Discord because that's really cool. Randomizer week. We talked. Well, we talked about it last week. Hey, all it's all it's all COV enemies. It's all animals today. It's all this. Mm. It's all that stuff in weird places. So it's a more unique experience, even if you aren't doing the same story content essentially and you know your your story mission guy is going to be there but all the way there hey it's all saurians hey it's all jabbers it's all cov it's all something unique so you're not just walking through the same area fighting the same enemies that would keep me here hey eric told you his hardcore stuff i'm telling you my casual man stuff just roll the go. dice you what's it all going to be ideas. today we talked about it a lot last week we've said it again this week i think you need a mixture of all that if we're going to be successful and you know, I'm not gonna shine anything. And the and the bottom line is, I think they took a break because they're over there trying to get content made, and they're trying to figure out what's gonna keep people playing, what's gonna pe- keep people on board. People played Borderlands Two for a hundred years, and I don't know what the magic was in it, or what kept people playing. Because honestly, they did most of that here. There's a few yeah. clunkier things here that they got to fix, which the menus is a big one. Going through mm-hmm. those menus is trash. We all know it. We've all said it. Everyone's cried and whined about it. They understand. But beyond that, they did pretty much the same thing they did with Borderlands 2. You, the, you know, the, the loot drops, everything's all still there, the really cool locations, but it's not the same. I think people have changed. You know, people need a little yeah. bit more nowadays to stay on board when you have all these different titles that provide all that weird, different, unique stuff. They've got to move along with it. And I feel like if they don't get on board, they're in trouble. So I'm hoping they're paying attention to all that. And they can pull it off because I, I, I want to keep talking about Borderlands for years to come, not just six to nine months until it's completely dried up and gone. <laughs> well, it, you touched on a good point of like people have changed. And I feel like I, I was thinking about that earlier when Sean again in our Discord was talking about going back to Borderlands 2. And you and I played Borderlands 2 for a good chunk of its big old seven year lifespan. And granted, we weren't playing it every day, but it feels like that was a game that was a lot, for some reason, we could go back to any time and play it and have a good time. And I don't know what the difference is now. Maybe it's just you and I have changed. Maybe maybe it is something in the game that I can't put my finger on. I say it's mostly probably you. I could play it. We could drink some beers and play it. I'd do it. I don't know if it'd be exactly the same as Borderlands 2, but I could Mm. do it. But I think uh, definitely for you, the more casual guy, something's different. You know, it's something, the magic, something about there is different. I agree. I just don't get it, though, because we played through the same content, like, once, twice, once, twice. Twice, force. I was going to say three, (laughs) four four times at least, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't ever... I don't want. I hesitate to use the word boring because it's not boring. Shooting is fun and looting is fun, but it wasn't ever. I didn't ever feel like okay, it's time for a break. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's strange. It's weird. Why? Why? Weird. What's different? Why is mm-hmm. everything different, Eric? I don't know, man. I don't know, and I'm just hoping Borlands knows. Well, Gearbox, not Borlands. I'm hoping Gearbox yeah. knows more than we do, and can figure out what the magic is and what people are asking for and want nowadays, because. I want to keep playing. Like I said, I'm about to platinum it. I'm going to finish that up. But after I platinum it, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do anymore. I've got tons of really cool gear, stuff I would love to play and mess with, but I've got so many other good guns and mods, etc. that I'm messing with that it's hard to get to everything. So if I've got tons of cool stuff that I already don't touch, I don't need more stuff. Mm-hmm. If I feel really good and I'm doing Mayhem 4 without pretty much any issue, well, all right. You know, what What next? What do you do next? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's definitely something I hope they've looked at and thought about because I'm looking for something more here. And I know there's tons of people who play this game and are just content all the time with it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I've got so many other games to play, too, that you got to draw me back. you got to give me a really good reason to get my butt back in there. Well, I can I can guarantee you they have thought about it because I don't want to end this on a no, doubt no, or negative no, note because they're smart. They make awesome games. They know what they're doing. 
I, I hope what they bring out is something really cool that will grip both hardcore and casuals. I just, hey, I'm just looking forward to that holiday DLC. I was going to say, no matter what, to, the holidays will be great. I was going to say, and regardless, whatever their next DLCs are, because there's at least three more coming, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it was the traditional yeah, it was four, four DLC yep. setup. Mm-hmm. Their DLCs are always good, or at least always interesting in some way. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Because it'll be more Borderlands, more stories. Like we've said, I hope they take them in different, crazier directions just to make it more unique and and really interesting. And I don't know. I have faith that they will provide us with cool stuff. Like you said, I hope they just give me something to kind of like sink my teeth into and, and, and grab onto for for all those years to come so we can be like, hey, man, you want to make a drunken run through blah, blah, blah? Absolutely. Let's do it. And then just pop it right back in. And that's what I think we need to get to. We need to get back to the point where we're having some beers, playing the game, screwing around, getting whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what would do it? Gearbox? I'm going to tell you one last time. Borderland symbols. Where are that's, they at? You know where what? They at? Where are they at, Gearbox? Okay? Get them back in the game with the next DLC because you made a mistake. <laughs> you took them out. I'm telling you. <laughs> And see, now now that everybody's got completely blue maps, 100% complete all the time, you can retroactively go in mm-hmm. and hide them everywhere. Yep. And you won't be like, oh, it's got to be in the corner because that's the one place I haven't looked. No, you've looked everywhere. Now you got to look everywhere. Look everywhere again. again. Yes. So just get in there, throw throw those little Borderlands symbols around, give us something mm-hmm. to hunt for because you want know, drinking a beer every time we find one. Woo, what a magical time that was. It was a magical time. It was. So there you go. I do have faith in them. I know it sounds kind of doomy gloomy a little bit when you're talking about it, but yeah. I like to be truthful. And, you know, and at the moment, besides Platinum, it was like, eh, you know, what else am I supposed to do? But right around the corner, literally next week, mm-hmm. we're going to get some answers. We're going to figure out what's next for Borderlands 3. And I'm super excited to figure it out. Yeah, I'm excited too. Are you guys excited to hear it? What are you looking forward to hearing? On the Borderlands show next week, let us know. You can just email us, info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Any kind of place you can find us, find us there. If you're looking around and you see us, you can see us at, at Meyer. Just be like, hey, guys, I got a question for you. Here's what I'm looking forward to. And I'll be like, oh, I wasn't, wasn't expecting social interaction today, but <laughs> oh, yeah, me, me too. Me too, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to walk away awkwardly. Oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Borderlands Why are you life. walking away awkwardly? And watching Matt walk away awkwardly, I want you to think about this, all right? There's podcasters and streamers and YouTubers everywhere struggling to make content, okay, everybody? <laughs> struggling. Puppy eyes, the whole nine yards, barely scrapping by ramen noodles, bread. That's it. That's all they've got. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon set up, and so do all the random people out there. But mostly us at Third Shift. We treat it like a tip jar. You like what you hear? Like what we're doing? Consider heading over there and throwing us a buck or two, or three, or five, or maybe a million. In which case, we're going to open up a food line and change our whole lives. But That's true. without that one million, or without the one or two or three, we're going to be sad Poor content creators struggling, shaking to get by, to keep bringing you content, which we're going to do regardless of whether we eat, sleep, drink water. doesn't matter. We're going to do what we do because we love it all the time. But if you cannot help us out, you cannot throw us out, you cannot throw us any of that stuff, you say, suckers, I ain't got time for you. That's fine, too, because you can give us feedback. As Matt said, you can give us five-star ratings on the iTunes and all the other little podcasting devices, etc. You can give us the Facebook messages. You can give us mailbag questions, all that good stuff. Any sort of feedback helps us out, makes us feel great. We love interacting with everybody and seeing who's doing what, who likes what we're talking about, who doesn't. Hey, throw us some topics, things you want us to talk about and discuss. We're always open to suggestions. All that good stuff, consider it because it helps us help you. Absolutely, it does. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 14th of February for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes and on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, comment, and subscription. Any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. 
And we really do appreciate it. Mm-mm. We do indeed. We appreciate that. We appreciate those five-star ratings so very much. I hope that you all consider heading out, giving us one of those five-star ratings, and just making our day brighter. You know what? Instead of seeing me with my eyes half shut and a frown on my face, contemplating how sad I am, <laughs> you could give me a five-star rating. In which case, I might do a half a cartwheel until I fall down on my back and then get back up, but I'll still be smiling because I had a five-star rating. <laughs> so you can do that. All with like a little click your button in two minutes or less of your time. And I can do a cart- failed <laughs> cartwheel and hurt myself, but still smile. So it'll be more of a grimace because your back will really hurt after yeah, the failed cartwheel. Yeah, my back would really hurt. I'm but you'll, be like, you'll give like a thumbs up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Thanks a lot. Ah. Five star ratings. <sighs> Wife, come soul. step on my back for me. That's Ow. right. Done that many times. We'll do it many times go. more. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it. It's time to wrap up the show. So until next time, there's nothing else to say but. Don't, 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 forget, don't, to don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.